Hey, good morning, Drive Time. Welcome back. As always, I'm Dave Drum. Today, we've got a, a great treat for those of you who have been around Cape Christian and even Drive Time for a while. Uh, we are lucky to have Pastor John Weasel back with us from Dream City Church in Nebraska. And um, today is going to be a, a great time for us as men to, to really kind of challenge our thinking and, and challenge the way we, we communicate with each other. But before we get to um, that context and, and what we're talking about, John, thanks for being here. Thanks for spending your morning with us. And thanks for continuing to pour into drive time. Absolutely. Anytime, man. So, um, you know, and before we hit record on this, uh, you and I engaged in some of our typical friendly banter. You know, we're always, always up for a little, you know, football banter or just you know, general uh, trash talk. I, I always say that trash talk is, is my personal love language. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I get really convicted when, I, when I'm reading um, about the way that we're supposed to talk to each other. And, you know, in Ephesians, it talks about how we're, we're not supposed to uh, engage in coarse joking and idle words. And um, then in, in James, uh, it talks about just it to me it's very convicting uh, because it talks about how as as people we tame animals and we've tamed horses and and you know even we we can take a boat and with a tiny rudder we can um, steer an entire ship yet this tiny part of our bodies the tongue taming the tongue you know the Bible tells us that like no one can tame it and uh, probably the, the verse that stands out to me the most in, in James chapter three, verse nine, it says with the tongue, we praise our Lord and father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. So that's where I want to go today is just this thought of, you know, as guys, we do tend to heckle each other. We do tend to, to banter with each other a lot. And I think that sometimes there's a, there's a healthy component to that, a relational component, but where is, where's that line and how do we navigate that? You know, what are, what are your thoughts? That, uh, is an interesting, an interesting topic and, uh, and a hard question, I think for, for some, you know, you had referenced our, our banter back and forth and obviously me being from Nebraska and I'm a Husker fan and you unfortunately being a Buckeye fan, there's, there's that natural banter and, uh, you know, I've I've met you in person. We we've, we've hung out in person several times. We don't go way back, but it was one of those things like from the very beginning, like that was something that we could go back and forth on. Um, and I think I think you you really kind of kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit when you said it's it's a relational thing, and, and in relationship we can kind of go back and forth, and as guys have that back and forth. Uh, I think it's important to understand that we have to we have to know who we're who we're communicating with. Right, there has to be some self awareness of of myself. There has to be some some social awareness and understanding as well. Um, because the banter that I have with with you, there are guys in my church that don't respond well to that, and guys that I even have relationship with and better relationship uh, that don't respond or don't communicate, or maybe that's not their their love language, like you put it, where, you know, if I came to them and just kind of, kind of offhand joking, kind of, you know, just ripping them a little bit, they would, would cause them to completely shut down. 
Uh, and so I think it, I think it's important for us to understand the the context and who we're communicating with, um, because you know, for me, I grew up playing sports, and and so trash talk was, I was never the fastest, I was never the quickest, I was never the tallest, I was never the best, but you know, one aspect of my game, especially in basketball, was like I'm going to get into your head, and so you know, it would, and then as soon as the game was over we were good. We were friends and, and, and we could move on in that. And so I think understanding context, understanding relationship, understanding the, where the other person is at and can I have this conversation? Um, now, obviously there is a, a line that needs to be drawn. When is, is too far, too far? When is too much, too much? And like you, um, you know, the, the Bible says that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for correcting, rebuking, encouraging, and and every time I read it, I'm encouraged by something. And every time I read it, I'm challenged in something as well. And, and there's so much to be said about the power of the tongue and the power of our words, whether it's in Proverbs, it says, you know, there's power of life and death or, you know, James chapter three or Ephesians chapter four. And, and my wife on, on our kitchen wall, she has this, this saying from Ephesians chapter four, and, and she always reminds all of us. And she says, is it kind, helpful, or encouraging? Because Ephesians chapter four says, you know, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is good, helpful, and, and is used to encourage those around you. And so anytime somebody says something or anytime one of the kids are, you know, arguing back and forth, she'll just stop everything and say, is it kind, helpful, or encouraging? And so that's something that's been in our house for years. And, and I love that because of what it's instilling in my kids. Sometimes I get in trouble with that. And a couple of weeks ago, my daughter had to, to stop me and say, daddy, is that kind, helpful or encouraging? And it's like, okay, you're right. It's not, I probably shouldn't say it. Um, and so I think, I think a couple of things for us to, to consider, uh, a couple of tools for us to kind of put in our tool belt. Number one is to, to just slow down. I think it's very easy for us to whatever comes in, comes out. Um, there needs to be this filter between my, my mind and what I'm thinking in my mouth and what I'm saying. Um, I think we have to have the freedom to, to, to be able to know that it's okay for me to think it. That doesn't mean that I have to say it. And not everything that pops into my head is something that, that needs to be said. You know, we've all heard the the saying, whether it's from our moms or our grandmas or a teacher somewhere, that if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it. And, and as adults, we teach that to our kids. But then when it comes to us, we lose this filter from our minds to our mouths. And I think even more so now, rather, you know, it, it comes out in, in relationship, it comes out in conversation and in in-person conversation. But where I see it playing out more than anything is on social media. And, and I think being behind a screen or being behind my phone, it gives me the freedom to say whatever I want with no immediate accountability for what I say. And, you know, I have conversations with people all the time, like this post that you posted, is it kind, is it helpful, or is it encouraging? Is it, is it creating unity within the body of Christ? Or is it creating disunity? Is it creating division? Like what, what's, what's happening? Well, I, I, I'm right in what I said. It's not about being right. Now you can choose to be right or you can choose to be righteous. Which would you rather be? Do you want to die on this hill of I'm right, they're wrong? Or instead submit yourself to the word of God 
don't say it knowing that, you know, it, it has a potential to create offense or division in somebody else's heart. And would you choose to instead be righteous? So I, I think, I think slowing down uh, is, is something that we need to understand. Um, again, you have the power to, to build up or you have the power to tear down. And so, so understanding that with your words, you are literally creating the environment that you live in. You're encouraging those around you. You're encouraging yourself. You're encouraging your kids. You're encouraging your family or you're, you're tearing that down. You're encouraging your brother or your sister in Christ. You're encouraging or are we, are we, are we keeping them down? I, I love this story in Luke chapter one where the, the angel Gabriel comes to Zechariah to, to tell him, you and your wife are going to have a son. He's going to be John the Baptist. You know, he's going to prepare the way for the Lord. And Zechariah's response is, how is this possible? Because I'm old. My wife's old. We're both old. Like, there's no way that this is going to happen. Tell me how this is possible. And Gabriel responds, and he says, he says this. He says, I'm Gabriel. The next verse, he says, I stand before the presence of God. Like, he, he's like, do you know who I am? you're doubting me you're in you know you're in the holy place burning incense the angel of the lord appears to you you have no idea who i am and you're you're questioning me and he says but because of your disbelief i will silence you so he removed from him the ability to speak until john was born and we see that in luke chapter one and luke chapter two and he says because my words will come to pass and i've always wondered like why did he silence like why you know because abraham battled with disbelief when God brought him the promise of the son that he was going to, to bring him. But why was Zechariah muted, essentially? Why did God push the mute button on him until that time came to pass? And I think it's because of the power of our words. Had Zechariah continued to speak disbelief, continued to speak negatively, continued to speak, this is impossible, this is never going to come to pass, it would have created an environment that would have hindered a, a miracle that God was wanting to do in and through them versus like, okay, I'm just going to remove the ability for you to speak negatively about that because what I say is going to happen. So I'm not going to give you a chance to even try and ruin what I'm about to do. And I think some of us need to need to take a note from that playbook. And at times just like, it doesn't need to be said. You can think it, but it doesn't always have to, to come out. And that's, that's difficult uh, for us. It's difficult in this day and age because we don't see that when we watch TV. We don't see that when we look at the news. We don't see that at the, you know, when we look at the world around us, but we see it when we read God's word. Tame the tongue, control the tongue. How, how can we do that? I think we have to understand we can't. We can't. And James 3 makes it abundantly clear. The New Living Translation says that no human can control the tongue. No one can control the tongue. And so if I can't do it, what hope do I have? And that's the beauty of the gospel is that my hope isn't in myself, but it's in Jesus. And you look at the fruit of the spirit that the Holy Spirit produces in my life, you know, fruit like kindness and goodness and, and self-control and gentleness. And if those fruits are being produced in my life, that doesn't mean that I still can't have banter with you, it uh, doesn't mean that I still can't, you know, in, in those particular relationships where I know that, you know, I'm not tearing this person down. This is, this is just kind of that one of those friendly things. Um, I, I think it, it, it allows me to be able to have that conversation. But at the same time, knowing that that gentleness and kindness and goodness is something that, that this Holy Spirit is producing in me, knowing that if I cross the line, I'm going to be quick to apologize. And, and knowing that if I, if I say something that I shouldn't, I'm going to take responsibility for my words 
immediately rather than let it go on two or three weeks and then finally come back. I think, I think we have to take responsibility for, for those things. It's, it's a difficult thing, but you know, it's available to us, not through our own strength, but again, through the, the power of the Holy Spirit at work within us. All right. So, I mean, there's the short, short answer. Just don't say it. Sure. Do you think there's a correlation between, you know, if, if, if I engage in that process and I'm just not, I'm just going to stop myself from saying it, I'm still going to think it, it still pops into my head. And let's face it, sometimes you want to be seen as the, the, the witty guy, the funny guy. So yeah. you're just letting that stuff fly. But if I engage in that process and I'm not, you know, throwing every, every joke out that pops into my head, um, do you think in times, after a period of time of doing that, that it's even going to modify the way that you think? Almost as if the brain's going, oh, well, you know, that's wasted effort because he's not going to say it. Um, and then from there, you know, is there, is there a benefit long term of engaging in this self-control like you were talking about to where it is going to change the way you think and change the way you interact and, you know, potentially even using that, that quick wit to build people up? I mean, because if you have quick wit and you're, you're fast with, with words, that's still a gift from God. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. With it is a decision you make. Yeah. And I think, I think it goes back to even, you know, God's word says that, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so, so we have to understand where our words are even coming from, right? Like, like my words come from my heart. They go from, from my heart into my mind, from my mind out my mouth. And so if I want to change what's coming out of my mouth, or if I want to go from tearing down to building up and, and using that gift in, in a positive way or in a healthy way, um, yes, we can focus on controlling what we say, uh, which is just behavior modification, or we can focus on God changed my heart. And, and rather than, rather than, you know, myself being revealed through my words let your heart be revealed through my words and 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 don't give me the don't let these words be my words but let them be your words um i think if we really want to change what we say and how we say it we first have to look at changing our heart and saying god change me because what i'm thinking what i'm saying what i'm doing you know it's that that whole thing that paul talks about the things i want to do i don't do the things that I want to do, I don't find myself doing. There's this struggle going on within me. What is the answer? What a hopeless person I am. Thank God that he sent his son. And really that's, that's the key and that's the answer is God change my heart so that through that heart change and, and change my mind, you know, let me be renewed by the transformed by the renewing of my mind so that my words can be transformed and be an encouragement to everybody around me. But if I'm just focusing on stopping saying that, that's just behavior modification. And it might, it might take root and it might last and there might be fruit from that for a period of time, but for extended fruit and for real fruit, you know, the, the, the old parable of the, the four soils, you know, there was shallow soil that, yeah, it produced fruit and it produced fruit quickly, but it didn't produce sustainable fruit because there was no depth to it. Um, if we just choose to, to focus on controlling what we say, there might be fruit for a season, but it's not sustainable fruit until we change where those words are really coming from. That's good. All right. So 
we normally close out drive time with you know this challenge this thing that that you would challenge us to do this week uh, a tangible item that as guys we can do to just get a little bit better each week and um i'm gonna go out on a limb and guess i know where you're gonna go with this but i still want to put that out there to to make it as tangible as possible and and to to remind the guys who are watching one last time before we get out of here is what is, what is that challenge you would throw out for us this week? What is the thing that we need to do as guys to just improve in this area with the way we communicate with each other, the way that, um, you know, how, how we're choosing to use the words that God gives us? Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the easy, challenge, <laughs> easy challenge would be, you know, be encouraging, build each other up, and, and don't tear each other down with your words. The easy challenge would be, you know, stop and think before you say something. Uh, but I think as men in particular, um, you know, we, we live in, in a culture and a society today where it feels like at every turn, the world is trying to demasculate us and, and bring us down. And, um, you know, we can feel like we have the weight of the world on our shoulders, whether it's, you know, providing for my family or raising my kids or if my marriage or my my family, my home, my, my workplace, my job, my business, whatever the case may be, I feel like there's so much that we can carry. Um, and, and we were never meant to carry it on our own. God said, cast your cares upon me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Um, but as men, I think it's, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I am, I am the man, I am the head, I'm going to carry this. I don't need help. I don't need anyone. Just let me figure this thing out. Um, and so I think my challenge to us as men this week would be to be intentional about finding one man in your circle of influence or that you have relationship with and go out of your way to, to recognize something in them that whether they recognize it or not, recognize something in them that God has placed inside of them, call that thing out and encourage them in that. So if I'm in relationship with somebody, I'm going to, I'm going to go to that person and say, Hey, listen, the way that, the way that you serve, you know, whether you're, you're a greeter, you're not sure. I see you in the coffee shop. I see you at church, whatever. The way that you serve is so honorable. The way that you put others ahead of yourself and, and just your willingness to always go above and beyond. That might be one thing, or, Hey, listen, I've, I've watched you interact with your kids and the way that, the way that you treat your family, the way that you treat your wife, the way that you love your wife is something that, that that's the way that I want to love my wife and just find one way. Cause I think as men, we watch TV, we got all the things, we see the bills coming in the mail and it can be very, very easy for it to, to wear on us. And, and I think as men, it's important for us to also be building each other up, iron sharpening iron, a man sharpening his friend, find one man in your circle that you can be intentional about encouraging, call something out of them and speak life into that part of their life. And that's good. That's good. That's a lot better than just don't say bad things. <laughs> Stop cussing. It's <laughs> a lot better. Stop tweeting than. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, John, again, thank you for for uh, uh, spending time with us this morning. Thank you for just continuing to pour pour into what we're doing through Drive Time and Cape Men, and uh, you know, gentlemen, that's the challenge. It's going to be not just a challenge for this week, but a, a challenge daily. Um, so reach out, find someone, and what you'll likely find is someone who is going to notice the same things in you and be able to build up and encourage you as well. Gentlemen, we'll see you again next week here again on Drive Time.